uh, and I was joking with my friend Sam about how like it's so how it feels so grim to get back on Tinder mm-hmm. after like a five year relationship ends. Yeah, It'd be like this is really like this is like the eternal return or something. Like yeah, and and Sam was like he kind of like blew my mind at the time. He was like he was like bro like 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 life goes on and like we change but like tinder will always be there yeah it like he was like it always has been and it always <laughs> will be there it's like time the beings i love are creatures they were born by chance my meeting with them was also my Did you want to start with the, um, the Sophia myth again, or should we talk a little bit first? Wait, what? Do, well, we did the Sophia myth in our interview with Tyler. Are you talking about Jesus? The Jesus myth. The, the Jesus, Jesus myth. Jesus destroys the astrology. Yeah. I mean, it's all Sophia. Related. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I mean, maybe we can just like set it up a little bit. How so? I feel like <laughs> it's kind of hard to set up. Basically, I was just reading. Uh, the Tree of Gnosis by Ian Kulianu. And his name isn't Ian, by the way. You, we, ke- we keep you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yon. Yon. Yeah. Yon Kulianu. Yeah. But we're familiar. We give him nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'm just reading through this book and basically it's, uh, it's it, first of all, it's four people who are like, <laughs> like studying in like the academy, like studying, yeah, like uh, the Gnostics. I would say it's like for people who are like in ho- at like at Hogwarts, like <laughs> it it's, is it's like, like that's like what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the Hogwarts of like esoteric, like advanced, like exact nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it, it assumes that you have like a base of knowledge that like, about like every monotheistic religion yeah. and it's like more like, you know, strange tendencies. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, uh, I mean, in the last episode I was reading off a little bit of it. So if you listen to that, you got a taste. Yeah. Uh, but it, it goes through just like basically what every, like every Gnostic myth that we have um and just kind of like distills it down and like relates it to one another but basically everyone sounds as insane as the last one yeah um but i was reading go ahead you sound like you have something to say well i was just gonna say like 
Well, no. We should... We'll just go into it, and then I'll t- say what I was going to say. Word. Yeah. Word. Should I read it? Yeah. Should I go off? Yeah. Um. So, anyways... Well, because w- you were... Because you were... You initially were going to read it because you said that you're, like, not... You're going to, like, stop practicing astrology. Right. Did you want to yeah. talk about that a little? Uh. Yeah, sure. I mean, my, my whole... Uh, it's like not even it's it's not even like something I've been like thinking about. It's just like a like a detachment from it that feels like very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like kind of like a releasing of anxiety, kind of like Jesus is uh, reordering the the universe and subjecting the stars to. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He's speeding them up. He's like, yeah. He's dribbling he's he's dribbling the uh the spheres down the court. Um but he he <laughs> But Jesus no, no, no. But I yeah. But I <laughs> No, but I have found that like through a lot of my <laughs> a lot of a lot of what I've I've been dealing with throughout the year and throughout my life is a bit of you know just learning to trust my intuition things like that, you know, sense sense situations out. It's been very difficult for me throughout my entire life. Yeah. And I found that astrology made a very good mirror Mm-hmm. For those things, you know, you could kind of be like, you could read, you know, what like an aspect in your chart meant. Be like, how does this sit with me, like, and who I am? Yeah. Um, but isn't that like, isn't that partially like the kind of, um, the kind of astrology that you like take issue with? No, no, no. No. So, like, that's the thing is like that, uh, pl- <laughs> I don't want to get explanations, but I'm not talking about I, horror. I want, I want to get into explanations. Yeah, yeah. sure, you, sure. You have a lot of knowledge on this stuff. I I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to have to go on record as explaining things. So so uh, horror-y astrology. You're going to have to explain I, some of it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't understand any okay. of it. <laughs> so horror-y astrology is is like predictions. Yeah, and when I say like an aspect between planets, it's yeah. like within your chart. So like if you know I've got I've got Mars in Aquarius, right? Yeah. Uh doxing myself. Mars in Aquarius and my son's in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. If if they're on the chart they're within like a few degrees of each other, mm-hmm. the 360, then uh they're going to be in conjunction and that's going to like mean something. Right. You know, so, so like, and why is that? Like, from like a metaphysical standpoint, it's just like it's it's like they're they're. If uh, you read Eros and Magic, yeah, you know the rays emitting off of everything. Yeah, the planetary influences have very powerful rays. Yeah, and if they're lined up in a certain way, they're gonna like. So we're all we're things. all made of spirit, basically, and we all kind of like when we were all scattered to the corners of the earth. Yeah, we we retained some kind of like 
magnetic resonance with these other sort of larger some something like larger that. influences yeah, yeah i yeah. think like the aeons are kind of like stars right or the archons are kind of like the stars. archons are like are like planets and like stars. planets and stars yeah but um so like the renaissance magicians and astrologers would say that like and especially the gnostics yeah would say that like as you come down through the spheres which are basically just like the orbits of the planets yeah through each planet where it is you get kind of like clothed in the essence of that of it like directing yeah. the <clears throat> directing the zodiacal like influence mm. with what it's lined up and it's clothing you in that aspect yeah and then like the relations between those yeah. influence you in a certain way and it's, it's yeah so it's kind of like building up your personality and like and it's cyclical crucially yeah it's not just linear historical mm-hmm yeah yeah i feel like that's um you know that's something that people are wanting for certainly yeah yeah it's interesting how the pattern that the app the pattern yeah has like i mean i think they started to introduce a little bit of explicit like zodiacal terminology but for a long time they just completely abstracted from it I hated that it's like full full secular yeah astrology yeah, it's insane yeah <laughs> it's literally like then it's just like at that point just it's just like, like yeah it's just like this is how it is for it's a you. fortune cookie yeah it's a fortune cookie well that's the thing about astrology is like I, I don't know much about it, but it seems like um, it shouldn't just be soothsaying. Like, I think using it as a mirror or as some sort of cosmic, um, you know, wisdom as a whole seems a lot, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like, it's just like a mystery cult that's been like yeah popularized yeah. in a way to like almost like a religious extent yeah you can watch it in real time kind of become like secularized yeah. like a lot of religions yeah. have been where it's just like the the mystery element that like <laughs> or like or like the the amount of like i because i personally feel like i've i've studied and read a lot about astrology over like the past decade yeah uh still know very little like, yeah. like it's scratching the surface, like the amount that you need to like, you know, really like, yeah, know and like intuit about like a person or something. If you're like dealing with their chart or what, what that stuff means, it's like, you need to be like, uh, you need to have like a mat, you need to be an apprentice. You need to like, it's, it's, it seems to me that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, the people I know in my life who've been into astrology have either been, like, very kind of, like, um, you know, I guess just, like, atheistic, like, liberal, kind of, like, uh, woo-woo. Yeah. Or they've been, like, <laughs> like crazy guys. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Um, or, like, our other friend that was really into it. Yeah. And I feel like... uh there is kind of like it we i feel like we often like use this metaphor of like a cosmic war over these things mm -hmm. that are like inherited traditions i feel like that is like a staging ground of like something yeah yeah definitely yeah. because it is like a very useful tool yeah just to you know 
if if you put you know power into it i think yeah i think you could easily live your life without ever touching astrology and i actually kind of like <laughs> that's where you're headed i i don't know or like that's what you've been feeling intuitively just, like, just right now i feel like i need to like let it go as yeah. as a as a tool i i've and just let my intuition i've only on. ever i don't know anything about the like cyclical stuff i just am like yo i'm a leo like that's that's dope <laughs> yeah like i'm a i'm a i'm a star yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly we've doxed ourselves yeah people are gonna be but yeah so what's ups. what's this so this is a this is a gnostic tale a gnostic myth but it i also think this is something that jesus does in yeah. one of the one of the gospels or maybe it's in one of paul's letters yeah it's kind There's of a reference to this this is this is kind of like uh expanded universe christianity exactly it takes like one line yeah from from one of the gospels yeah. and then just turns it into like a whole yeah it's like back when um, yeah. b- b- uh when star wars was cool as a kid you could go onto wikipedia and like read about just like yeah you know wado from episode one his like entire like lineage and you just like spend all day reading about like yeah these guys who just did not exist yeah. <laughs> hey take it easy <laughs> Wado's family did exist. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all I mean. <laughs> Wado's family did not exist anywhere. Like, yeah, his cousin was like in a video game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, he was <laughs> he was the guy who owned Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> Wait, he was a slave. Anakin was a slave. Yeah, Darth Vader was a slave. Yeah, interesting. Um, and, but I was, I was reading this book and it started off, you know, a sub chapter, anti-astrological polemics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But I was not expecting it to be, uh, what it turned out to be. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just kind of, I'll kind of, uh, just start reading it. Yeah. All right. According to the Pista Sophia, which is a, a Gnostic text. After his resurrection, Jesus dwelt 11 more years among his disciples, which is considerably longer than the 40 days Acts 1-3 credits him with. At the end of his earthly stay, on the 15th of the month of Tibi, on a full moon, Jesus is abducted to heaven by a great luminous force (laughs) that that originated in the last mystery of the Pleroma, called Treasure of Light. What's the Pleroma? So the Pleroma... Is basically like the the best way I can put it is like it's like the real heaven. So in the Gnostic myth, we've we were created because Sophia wisdom had you know there are whole numerous there are numerous types of like fall myths. Yeah, but she had a fall from the pleroma, which is like like the spiritual like. It's like the everything. It's the realm of fullness. Yeah. Pleuro pleuro means full. Yeah. And it's, uh, so she has a fall, whether it's like she wanted to be like the the father, as it were, God. Yeah. Or something and like create. Yeah. Uh, and she creates the demiurge, which is what the Gnostics think our God is. And Sophia wisdom is like, is that, what is that like philosophical wisdom? 
Yeah. It's kind of like, it's the Aeon of wisdom. So like the, the Archons are like the Demiurges. Okay. Crew. Yeah. And the Aeons are just kind of like, they're just kind of like, this uh, is some Transformers shit. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. What are the the Decepticons? Decepticons. They're like the Archons. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's probably something there. And Sophia is like Megan Fox. Yeah, Sophia's like Megan Fox, but like with a big brain. And who's Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is... Or Heracles. Shia LaBeouf is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be careful, that might happen. Uh, <laughs> I tried to watch his interview with that guy, because my friends in recovery told me that it was dope. And it's just like Shia LaBeouf, like regurgitating like things that you hear like your first week in AA, oh, really? <laughs> just like dogmatically. I'm like, dude, I hate this. <laughs> like, I appreciate that he's trying to like, you know, do better. Yeah. But like, this is so annoying. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like, isn't, anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't, I'm, I don't mean to hate, like, I mean, oh, that's a whole thing. That's certainly, a whole thing. Certainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Pleroma is just like, it's filled with light. It's, you know. It's the, in, in Neoplatonism, it's the realm of ideal forms. Yeah. It's like the highest, mm-hmm. highest, fullest stage. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're in the Kenoma. We're in the Fallen. There, it's emptiness. It's. Yeah. It's matter. Kino it's, means empty. Yeah. There's a, in Christianity, especially in like Eastern Christianity, there's a whole tradition of based on this principle of kenosis, which means like emptying, yeah, self-emptying, and it's all based on this one line in Philippians: um, "Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, being born in human likeness." Hmm. So it's like. It's basically a story of, you know, the incarnation yeah. of, like, divine humanness. And isn't there, like, the Jesus chart in that book that has, like, all the different, like, forms oh, yeah. of, like, what whether Jesus is, like, divine or human or... Yeah, yeah. We so the, the Jesus chart. So, so, like, kenosis is, like, a big part of that, um, that idea of, like, um, you know... It it can mean like it's like weird because it can mean like Jesus emptying like the divine in him, but then it can also mean like a form of meditation in which mm-hmm. you empty yourself. Mm. And in the Eastern tradition, there's like hesychasm. Do you know that? Yeah, they're kind of like monks who are like constantly praying. Yeah, it's like meditating. mantra prayer. Yeah, so it's like a it's sort of like yeah, um, it's emptying. But so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because kenosis can be good, and then like kinoma is like. That's like the bad, empty place where we live, right? Yeah. I think it's just like, it's like a void of spirit. And then like... Not it, completely void. Though, no, no, right? no. That's the thing. It's yeah. like the... But it, it's not everything is made up of spirit. Yeah. We um, have to like look for nuggets. Yeah. We we are the nuggets Ooh. of spirit. That's, yeah. That's kind of the, <laughs> the thing. Yeah. Um, so, so Jesus, he's abducted to the Pleroma. He comes back to the Mount of Olives the day after 9 a.m. The day after at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m. I feel like, <laughs> like it's so like, goofy. Yeah, like It is. Oh, yeah. 9 a.m. Yep. Bright and early. Yeah. I mean, kind of. 
he slept in. Uh, he and gives the disciples a full account of what he has done in the realm of heavens. Mm-hmm. And this is this is where it gets all right. First, the dynamis appeared to be his pleromatic garment of light, containing in itself all the secret names of the levels above heaven. I'm a glow man. I don't need a garment. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Jesus did have a yeah, garment. Yeah, he had a garment. I'm on motherfucking jury on. Jury on. You can try to flash like your bitch ass wanted. You want You don't want these bullets flying like some corn. Like some corn? You a motherfucking fall, look, Kermit. Look, Kermit? I'm a glow man. I don't need a garment. I don't need a garment? And I'm hotter than a fucking furnace. Take a tuga blunt, then I burned it. And I spend this money, cause I earned it. Now you feel it. And when he puts it on, Jesus easily passes across all the doors of the firmament, frightening the archon. So he's a, he's like leaving the solar system. And the firmament, the firmament in our world is just like a, it's just like a fancy word for the 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 universe, the stars. But what does it mean exactly in the in the Gnostic world? That's that's pretty much what it is. Okay, it's the ordering of the stars. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's he's rolling through the firmament. Yeah. And like the spheres, because yeah. generally there's like a there's like a Gnostic belief that when you die, in order to get like the kind of reincarnation thing is like you you need to be able to pass through all the archons, like kind of get past them, like the sphinxes <laughs> or like door, they're, you know, they're BBGs, <laughs> big bad guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you have to like you have to you have to have like the correct preparation to yeah. like get past them. And it's if like you don't. Think it's, it's like kind of like Pokemon. Reborn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, you know, with this garment, he just he shoots right past them. He frightens mm-hmm. them. In fact, the uh, he frightens the archons, the powers, and the angels with his brightness. Actually, when he reaches the first sphere. His brightness becomes 49 times stronger than in the firmament. Hmm. And the same multiplication is repeated in the two subsequent spheres, that of planetary fate and that of the 12 aeons, where the text describes to him a light 8,700 myriads of times more powerful than in the physical world. And then, and then Kulianu comes in. Okay. Classic Kulianu comes in with the <laughs> saying, According to elementary mathematics, though, it should not exceed 576.5 myriads. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Didn't even know myriad was a unit of measurement. Yeah, me either. Um, the great tyrant, Adamas, and his aeons. So Adamas, I'm not sure. I think he's just like a kind of like a high-ranking archon. Yeah. Or maybe... He's the demiurge in this story. Okay. It kind of like changes because there's like Aldeboath, which okay. is also the demiurge sometimes. Yeah. It's like a lion headed snake. You you may have seen like, uh, if you're on like the wrong parts of Instagram memes. With you like, may have seen this man. Yeah. You may have seen this man, but it's like a lion with like a snake's body. It's a lion's head with a snake's body, Yikes. like a dragon's body. Yeah. And that's like what, anyways. What part of Instagram would that be? Just the wrong parts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just like weird, like meme magic yeah. kind of Instagrams, yeah. where they're like kind of like Kali Yuga stuff. Yeah, where like we're in sure. the worst possible world, you know. Sure. Um. So 
Adamas and his aeons declare war on Jesus's light. They hate to see him shining like yeah. that. That uh, makes sense to me. Yeah. I've been <laughs> I've been reading the Psalms lately and yeah. like so many of them, so many of them are just like I know they prayed on my downfall. <laughs> like that's literally like the whole the whole theme. <laughs> They're so good. Um All right. So so they declare war on his light. And relatable. In order to deprive them of energy to carry out their evil deeds, Jesus takes away one third of their power, then casts them down to the sphere of harmony and the first sphere. The latter he sets to turning six months to the left and six months to the right. <laughs> Jesus goes up there in his garment and he's just like, he's literally like, like balling on him. He's like Harlem Globetrotters. Like they, yeah. they're powerless. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he could have taken away all their power. It sounds like, but he just stopped at a third. Yeah. It's interesting that he doesn't completely abolish the influence. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but he, he's, he's, uh, he's changing up the spheres. So he, he rotates at six months to the left and six months to the right. Yeah. The bizarre and simple strategy, simple strategy represents Jesus's major achievement for the redemption of humankind. How does it work? <laughs> the archons and angels of the Zodiac and the planets exert terrible constraints on the world. Mm -hmm. Thanks to their magic. Mm -hmm. The word magic refers here to astrology, domiciles and planetary aspects, fall and exaltation, mm -hmm. horoscope and medium coilum signs, houses, and the lot of a planet. So he's just, that's just all astrological jargon. Yeah. This heavenly magic is conceived here as the work of the archons, who know that certain relations among them bind human beings and predetermine their actions, thereby completely denying them of any free will. Mm -hmm. Moreover, the wrong people benefit from this situation, astrologers and soothsayers. Right. By periodically reversing the, re the direction of the movement of the sphere, Jesus nullifies any prediction for, although during the six months when the sphere moves to the left, the astrologer's statements would be accurate, during the following six months when the sphere turns to the right, the astral influences do not work anymore, and fate is thereby nullified. With this mm -hmm. comes the fall of the astrologers, who stop telling the truth and lose their popularity. Only the disciples of Jesus who triumph for their <laughs> <laughs> Tucker voice. Yeah. Why it's here. Yeah. For some reason, only the disciples of Jesus would triumph for they are the only ones who know the secret of the reversal of the spheres movement. <laughs> Why is it there? In the first take we did, I, I immediately like, I like hinted at Tucker Carlson voice on the, on that one. I think it's Jesus. Yeah. That last Jesus gets me. Um, and then it goes in, it goes uh, kind of Marvel mode. Yeah. Well, first of all, what well, do yeah, you, we should, we should first talk of all, about what that. do you make of this? Yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, I mean, it. that's basically like my understanding of it. And it just seems like kind of a, a like understanding of, of how of astrology works. Yeah. Basically. It's like those influences kind of like uh, put, you know, they, they are constraints on your life. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've always seen it too, but like we're freed from that yeah. at this point, basically. So like you can just live your life like that. 
basically. As, that's how I understand it. I this one so you this can live your life like what? You so you can live your life based on your like astrological chart. You could just like blindly just like let that guide you. Because it is right half the half the year or however <laughs> much you know. What I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that we is that what what I prove it, bro. No 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 what I what I say here, what I say what what I'm saying here is that is that <laughs> it's not good. It's not good to live with those constraints. Yeah. And we have been given freedom from that. Yeah. Should we choose it? Yeah. Like, I think that it's kind of one of those things where if you just like blindly like live in your life, you know, all, you know, having all those like, I don't know, having like no real free will. Yeah. Your life might look a lot like your, you know, your astrological chart. Might yeah. Have, might have pointed out. Um, but according to this, this is like why you should, you know, you shouldn't listen to astrologers. That's kind of, that's kind of like what they're putting out there. It's just like, you have been given a, a certain amount of free will and you can just like, you know, move against it. We've, those, those chains have been loosened. Mm -hmm. Anything, anything from the, <laughs> any, anything from any of the, the books that, uh, this references to for you the books like from the bible mm -hmm. none of that stuff is in the bible okay but um there is there is some line somewhere about um i, I don't i don't remember where it's from but i mean it's a it's pretty it's a pretty central narrative of of um both the old and the new testament to you know, abolish the influence of like the fates yeah. of like Hellenism basically. Yeah. But it's like really complicated because like Hellenistic influence was like still extremely prominent in like the first through like the fifth century in Greece. Yeah. When all of the like early church writings were established. So like all this stuff is like, you know, it's like real cooked up together in yeah. like a nice little, you know, crazy vibe <laughs> yeah. and i feel like uh i don't know yeah i feel like um how does it how does it how does it influence us i don't like the astrology stuff for me is kind of like meh um mm -hmm. just in terms of like i don't understand it yeah. um i think like where i was hoping to go today is like and and i know you have more to read but like well, specifically just like the pleroma and the kinoma and like, um, you know, we, we return to this theme a lot of like, we're surrounded by, I made this meme lately <laughs> or recently. I made this meme lately. <laughs> I made a meme lately. Um, I made that meme recently that said, um, phantasms surround me and I fuck with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's my little nod to, to Gnosticism or just to, you know, whatever this is, Neoplatonism, like, of like, and, and just Kulianu, mm -hmm. like basically just this idea that like, we're like, we're like fenced in on all sides by like images. And to some extent, like those are the new fates for us. Like those are the idols for us. Like, yeah. And like astrology is just like one of those things. Mm -hmm. 
I was, we were talking about dating apps. Yeah. And like specifically like these like projected images of like, of like people, you know, you may want to court, have court, courtly attitude towards. Yeah. And it's interesting because Sophia is sometimes depicted that way. Yeah. In these myths, beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's whole, you know, courtly orders that Ganon talks about in, in insights into Christian esotericism that are devoted to the cult of, D- divine goddess of wisdom yeah. in this sort of like chivalrous chivalrous protective or not even protective but just like honorific yeah uh, way um and shit what am i saying basically like i think so i went through i i, I met my previous partner on tinder mm-hmm. me i'm not really me too but me too yeah so i i met my previous partner on tinder that was the first partner i met on tinder um we always sort of thought it was like a quirky like you know isn't that funny that we met on tinder yeah like we we beat the game like we you know essentially like when you get off tinder you're trying to exit the kenoma into the pleroma yes like you're you're basically like you know you're trapped in a realm of like false like emptiness false emptiness like pr- projection like you're in like a mind palace a prison of like your own design yeah and that's kind of what the demiurge realm is right yeah yeah it's like the realm that he's created it's just like pure yeah just like bad material desire that kind of thing and like and like so you know and then and then we broke up which is like a whole whole other thing but we were together for i don't know a long time almost like half a decade and like, I was like, last, last year, one of the first things you maybe do when you go through a breakup, even if it's like, I mean, I don't know, people handle it differently, but one of the first things I did was get back on the apps. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't doing so like, because I thought it, I don't know. I was just like, you know, I need to like, basically I need to like represent myself again, like on the, on the level of like the representable right of like uh and i was joking with my friend sam about how like it's so how it feels so grim to get back on tinder mm-hmm. after like a five-year relationship ends yeah and be like this is really like this is like the eternal return or something like yeah and, and sam was like he kind of like blew my mind at the time he was like he was like bro like 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 life goes on and like we change, but like Tinder will always be there. Yeah. It like he's like it always has been and it always <laughs> will be there. It's like time. Yeah. It's like yo, like that's like literally like the universe we're dealing with right now. Yeah. And you and I, I think we're just we're in this period where single guys, mm-hmm. you know, trying trying to sort of like, and it's not like there's a f- realm of perfect fullness really waiting for us and i think that's part of why jesus is uh you know he's he's kind of like reordering the spheres yeah because because part of what i think like the message is he doesn't get rid of it he doesn't get rid of it completely yeah but it's like you it's like you can't just allow yourself to be completely impelled impelled i don't know compelled by the fantasy of like a, a you know a full emergence into the light but you got to work with those images. Like you, you have to allow some sort of like fantasy of, of people to form 
you have to be able to project yourself as like some kind of object of desire. Yeah. And shit, maybe like maybe maybe you don't have to be on the apps, but like whether or not you are, like this stuff has crept into our universe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I always liken it to like a you're like headed back to like a you know, when when people are like there's a lot of fish in the sea mm-hmm. or whatever. It feels like you're like going back to like like a river. Yeah. And there's just like <laughs> You like get into like your little box, yeah. And there's just like every like every other fisherman is down is 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 on the river, or like you're a fish back in the river, you know, just with everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds bad, bro. But that's not what it feels like to me. No, that sounds chill. No, but it's not chill because it's like it's not like a nice like river. It's like okay. It's like a bad. Okay. It's a bad river. It's like think of like the worst, the worst river. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's a bad river. Valentinian version of creation goes something like this. The highest and hidden all-father existed within himself, complete beyond the pleroma, and out of his effulgence of radiance, he generated 36 archons, which uh, were like hypostatizations or emanations of his divine nature, similar to the notion of tattvas in Indian philosophy. The 36th and lowest of, the, of these, uh, of these uh, archonic emanations was called Sophia and was feminine. She looked back through the pleroma at the mystery of the All-Father and desired to create a universe as he had done. But she was female, not hermaphroditic, and so she brought forth an abortion a monstrosity, and this thing, and when she saw what she had done, she instantly passed through a number of negative emotions, rage, self-loathing, fury, fear of discovery, hatred, terror, and these emotions of the Sophia at her error condensed into the physical universe which we inhabit. And the, uh, the monstrosity, the abortion of the Sophia was made lord over this universe and is in fact, at that point, they splice in Genesis. 
and say, and in fact, Jehovah is Ildabaoth. The, the God of the Jews is the abortion of the Sophia. And by that, they get a leg up on Judaism and, 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 and make it serve their entire cosmology. This is Shawar. Apparently, like one of the the Calabrians are like the most powerful drug traffickers in the world. Now, Calabria is a is it an island? It's the toe. It's is it's, it's the on toe of Italy. Yeah, but it's mainland. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and they got peppers too. Yeah, Calabrian red. Pe- isn't that like a mm, Calabrian chili? chili. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to go to Corsica. Yeah, that's uh, Damien actually went there. Really, in high school. He and he, he. That's weird. I don't know if he went. I think he went to Corsica, but he was. Uh, he had like a like a host family. Yeah, he, they hosted uh, some kids, and they sent their kids over. Damien. I remember when I was in middle school, I became obsessed with Malta. Really? <laughs> Country Malta. What brought that about? I don't know. I think I just found it on the internet and I was like, it just sounded like a, I don't know, something about the island, just like a small island. Just yeah. sounded cool. Yeah. And I, I made, everyone had to make a, a pastry or no, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> everyone had to make a food. That was mm. from a country of their choice. And I chose Malta and I made these pastries called pastizzi. Wow. <laughs> that are like, like way beyond my ability. I was about to say, yeah. that sounds like. <laughs> they're like, they're like flaky puff pastry with like ricotta cheese. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're fire, but like. Yeah. I was, yeah, they were probably, they were probably terrible. Did your, did your mom help you with that? Or did you just. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a, uh, Malta is big in Thomas Pynchon books too. That's the last thing I'll say. Oh, the Knights of Malta. I forget about them. Yeah. And, and Malta in World War Two. It's like this, like, there's like sailors running around on Malta. Funny stuff yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Merchant Marines. Merchant Marines. We got to find a photo of my, I have a photo of my uncle Lori, mm. my great uncle Lori, who was in the Merchant Marines. 
I know a guy in the Merchant Marines. Really? Zach Ballard. Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this. He's a football yeah. player at my college. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, joined that's the Merchant un- Marines. That's an, that's, that's an underrated arms, armed forces branch. They're not armed though, are they? <laughs> I don't think they're armed, but they're, they're, but they're part of, they're like part the of the, the military. Yeah. It's like the Coast Guard. It's like a sick job. Yeah. I mean, it sucks in a lot of ways, but like, pay is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know about any of those ocean activities. It all is pretty sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen videos. I've seen men lose their minds. Yeah, big waves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Damien went to Corsica. He got me a bandana there. And uh, what was that like? <laughs> the bandana. Yeah. It was. It was like their, their flag, which is like a an African man with like a bandana on. So the, the bandana had the flag with the man wearing a bandana on it. Something like that. It was like a, it was like a repeated pattern. Really? Mm-hmm. Like a, like a palimpsest. Is that what that means? Something, something like, I don't know about palimpsest. It sounds when there's like a thing inside of a thing and it repeats infinitely. Oh no, 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 it wasn't <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Is it that was, what a palimpsest it was, it was, is? It was like a, it was like a tessellation. It was a tessellation. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what it was. And then, you know, it was stolen from me. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Thought I'd just put that out there. <laughs> the malaise is hit. Yeah. The winter malaise. Yeah. Everybody's feeling it. Yeah. Which is kind of nice to know. Every time I hear another person is feeling it, 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 it's not nice to know in that they're going through it too. Yeah. But it feels, um, kind of like a communal experience. I'm like reminded like, oh yeah, this is the part of winter where this hits. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I have denial about it. Yeah. Like, I, uh, everything was going so good. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to speed right through this winter or not speed through it, but I'm just going to power through it Mm -hmm. and not feel any, any. Uh, alienation but it's been hitting hard yeah I haven't been able to like get any work done haven't been feeling inspired or Mm -hmm. particularly excited about anything yeah except in like short moments and small bursts yeah throughout the day yeah it feels like a time of great slowing down fallow fields yeah. Fallow season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, like, necessary. I will say I feel... I I agree that I, I also was kind of in denial about it. Yeah. But it's it's simply because I feel a lot better than I usually do this I time do of too. year. I do, too. I do, too. Like, it's not like... The depression hasn't been, like, dragging me into a pit. No. At all. No. 
but it's just this sort of there's no ebullience mm-hmm. right now yeah we're getting like frustrated yeah that you know our like creative endeavors are not, <laughs> not like, bearing fruit like they're not like bubbling over with like a mad you know efflorescence mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. Me neither. Yeah. But I, you know, we just have to kind of accept that that's like, that's like, okay. Yeah. Like good. Yeah. And it's cyclical and it will come back to us. Yeah. Or not. (laughs) Or, or it will never will. Sometimes I I think that's easier for me to. Yeah. Like waiting. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, if it all went to shit, I'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We will still be okay. Yeah. Yeah. As I was saying before we recorded, it's like, you know, every time we have this like period of like tension in recording where we feel like it's, it's not, or like it's not going how it should or not working how it should. Yeah. Nick and I both like, start to like react in our like kind of like <laughs> we get triggered ter- terrified young man triggered <laughs> ways and uh it's it's really funny because like when things are going well we're always just like it doesn't matter <laughs> like like it doesn't matter we are not doing it for anyone like we won't you know yeah there's no timeline on recordings yeah things like that and then it immediately immediately switches into this like terrified paralyzed mode yeah like we're never going to be able to do another episode like i've never i I, there's no way that i will ever be able to say something substantial again yeah (laughs) it literally feels like that yeah we're just gonna have to (laughs) we're just gonna be yeah you know, next thing we know, we're going to be 50 watching, ra- watching raid videos still and having produced nothing else. But that's, I don't think that's the case. We're not going to be, well, <laughs> we're not going to be <laughs> living together while we're, when we're 50, bro. <laughs> I was describing like a worst-case scenario you, that's not going If that's going on, you got to take me up back. <laughs> that's, I've, that's, that's what an, I'm saying. That's enough. <laughs> like, I, I did my best. <laughs> promise me that. Yeah, I promise that right now. <laughs> we'll take you out the, in the dunk tank. <laughs> that's still there. <laughs> In twenty in twenty <laughs> twenty forty forty three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all just still the same. Sam's Sam's dad says something like that. He was, he's just like said something about if he ever gets sick, he wants Sam to just take him out back. Well, my and dad shoot would him. say the same thing. <laughs> Is that is that stoicism? It might be. I haven't. It's like yeah. I can always kill myself. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I think that that's not stoicism. No, I think 
the idea I can always kill myself is, uh, I think that's like the welfare state or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like what, that's what Welbeck says in that article in euthanasia. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. He says it's like liberalism. Actually though, I don't think he's arguing against the idea of killing yourself. He's arguing against having the capacity to actually do it at any moment and have that be sponsored by the state. That's what I was talking I think, about. I think the ability sister. to think about killing yourself is actually probably pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about that with my sister when, when she got me breakfast for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like... Nice b- birthday breakfast. It's, yeah, yeah. That's classic stuff. Yeah. But I was just saying not, you know, not not now. Like, that's not what we need now. Yeah. I don't need, we don't need that option now. Right. Maybe in other circumstances. That's you mean like as a, you mean euthanasia? Yeah. 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 <laughs> not breakfast with my sister for my birthday. Yeah. I thought you meant like killing yourself. Like, at oh, bre- like at, I don't, at, at bre- yeah. I don't need that right now. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That's how I talk when I'm like doing really bad. Yeah. Like I talk exactly like that. Yeah. I've heard you say that <laughs> like, to me. Like I'm just going to kill myself if this just goes on. You said that to me after like, it's all good. At like co like 2021 COVID. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, just like a couple more years. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's that's me like re- doing very badly. Yeah, that's it's funny too because it's like put with like a. I think it's it's the same kind of feeling I have with like recording. Yeah, you know if you've noticed, I've been like pretty like chill, you know, but that's like that's like when I'm feeling like the most like insane about recording. Yeah, In, inside like I just like. You know, we're on the same wavelength, kind of projecting differently. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was just thinking about how, because we were were trying to talk about, we were trying to do like a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. As like two single guys. Mm -hmm. And it was just like. I had to point that out. Yeah. It just feels like, (laughs) it's very clearly. Yeah, I don't know why that irony wasn't like it wasn't present cool at present all to me. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is dope. It, it is dope. Yeah, it is dope. But it was like it was like we were we were like struggling, and you said like, and if anyone's single out there, like it hit it hit different for me because I was like, we're not like doing well. It's like a funny moment. Shit, I'm doing well. I'm doing so. Well. No, 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 not in kidding. life. Not. I just mean the recording, bro. No, we weren't doing well. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say like. On a serious note, I guess, like, and we don't have to go down this route if it, if we start getting triggered again, but I, I feel like, um, I value, I value romance very highly. Mm-hmm. And like, when I say romance, I don't even, I don't mean like, you know, wine and died. And yeah. I just mean like that, that spiritual connection with another person. And like, 
I will, I will say that like I have earnestly thought or not earnestly, but like I, I, I have, I've had intrusive thoughts of like this idea of like, if I don't, if I don't have a partner by like a certain point, like maybe I'll just kill myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not like I actually want to do that, of course, right. you know, but it's like, I think that speaks to like how, you know, like how terrifying it is to mm-hmm. like think about um loneliness. Yeah. And I haven't been feeling that way for for a while. And I think a lot of it has to do with um faith basically and like you know, I don't know. I could I could go on and on about it, but um I don't know. I think there's something There's something like extraordinarily powerful about, um, you know, we travel through this life like mostly alone. Mm-hmm. And when you get those glimpses into another person's spirit, um, even if you don't, you know, merge with it, it's like, I mean, what else really is there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I, I'm, I'm perfectly aware that I value it highly to an unhealthy extent, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. And it's really nice that you're getting to experience that same, uh, what is it? That same, that same feeling that, uh, is it Ignatius? Yeah. Was, was feeling yeah well yeah he was getting he was getting filled up by faith pause um <laughs> <laughs> yeah instead of instead of daydreams about courting women yeah yeah so i mean it's a mix i'm sure you're still daydreaming about courting women all the time <laughs> i think about women all the time more or less but underneath that there's sort of an enduring feeling that um i am loved as one of god's creatures mm-hmm. and that doesn't that makes me that makes it so that the daydreams aren't this sort of desperate clawing for i don't know what what it is yeah they're more just like ah oh, that would be so dope <laughs> yeah. um but yeah did i tell the ignatius thing on the first part i think i think you probably did yeah i think you did yeah um, but <laughs> bro, I know it's not good. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start a GoFundMe for Hank's <laughs> esophagus. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I was just, I was just about to like go off on a thing about like you like, should filling. <laughs> Real, real quick, I'm gonna get my inhaler. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> I was just gonna go off and. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
on this like this thing that like constantly comes up in uh thank you mm-hmm. uh my therapist he's like really latched on to this image yeah that i like shared with him from from uh uh an ayahuasca ceremony pause yeah. uh, wait why is that pause <laughs> just spiritual pause <laughs> Um, but it was like an, I was like, I just like had an image of myself, like, like close my eyes and it just like immediately, it was like, I was reflected off like the back of my eyelids, like seeing like my internal landscape. Yeah. And there was like kind of a smaller version of me that was like made out of like, you know, light or whatever. Like a mini me. It was like a mini me. Like inside of me. Yeah. But it's, it very clearly seemed like, like, you know, it could have been the whole thing. Yeah. Like it was like shrunken down. Sort of a microcosm. It was a microcosm. Yeah. But it could have been a macrocosm. Yeah. But, but, and, and, you know, there was a (laughs) hankrocosm. Yeah, we got a hankrocosm. Uh, but, and, and it was with like the, you know, whatever the implicit, the side kind of like information download that this was like, that there were like things that needed to be done, you know, that were like, yeah. it was like being communicated to me in like a language I couldn't understand. Yeah. Or like, or like it was like, you know, you know, 5d shit that I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like illuminating things. Yeah. But my, my therapist has really latched on to this image. Yeah. He's just like, anytime I'm like, very clearly just like dealing with someone else's shit. Mm. It's just like, yeah, like go back to that image. Like, you know, what in this situation would like allow you to like, you know, meet, meet yourself, like, yeah. or like meet this like conflict, you know, like outside of yourself and not just like having it in that like space within yourself. So you think that the, but I was, I was, I was going con- <laughs> to, I'm thinking of it in terms of, this this you know space inside of us yeah like how there's all that all that talk about like filling that space with like god or filling that space with you know images of like courting women or just like the images that we're always constantly flooded with yeah and i'm kind of like you know normally in therapy i like i'm like really with that image yeah you know i'm really with that like okay like i can like show up to myself like not holding that space. But then I'm just like, oh, like in our conversation here, yeah. just in that instant, I was, I just thought like, is that even possible? Or is that like part, just part of our condition that we like, it do is. have so much of that space. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why, like I had connected with that, but it was just like, we have so much of this space to like fill up and we have like no idea what to fill it with. It can't be filled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God is, basically a confrontation with nothingness Mm. that's like all the mystical traditions teach Mm -hmm. and like love is also basically nothingness i mean it comes from nowhere and transforms into this like miraculous generosity yeah for another another living being Mm -hmm. um but when you try to grasp onto it too tightly it it turns to dust in your hands Mm -hmm. like 
and I'm not even like a polyamory person, but like I, that, that's like true. Yeah. You know, you can't hold on too tightly. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't no, know. I think de- to... devotion is a wonderful thing, but it's, it's illusory. Mm-hmm. It not, that's not wrong, but yeah. 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 I got to stop doing that. <laughs> Devoting yourself. No, 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 no saying things like that <laughs> in a, within a relationship <laughs> like what it's like yeah like you know, like what you just said oh like what i just said <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's one of those things that's like understood but you like shit in the last relationship i had which mm-hmm. you know yeah everything about not everything but a lot of things one of the first dates i had with the person we went to communion sundays the the rave yeah dance and then we went to this park in northeast and did like yoga and like we were we were at that stage in the relationship when you clearly both really like each other but neither of you has had and this is when you're like you're falling in love Mm -hmm. it's not just like i like you it's like Right. You have deep feelings. Yeah, that process starts way before. <laughs> yeah. And like wants to admit. And like but but you're not at the point where either of you has been able to say like I like want to be with you like mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. or like I have like really you know deep feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And so both of, we were both just like sitting in the park kind of like turning over in our minds like i think like the possibility that this romance that was just beginning could just end Mm -hmm. like just then and now yeah and i remember like somehow i started talking about it and like we i just remember the phrase like that like came out of the conversation was just like the moments are always dying, <laughs> which sounds like extremely morbid for like a first, yeah, first like love. But it, but it was like it was like a very poignant like recognition of like we have to like savor this time together, absolutely, because these moments will like fade, like before we know it. And then we were together for four years, but like those none of those times were similar to those, you know to those first times when you're getting to know the person. Yeah. It's like the recognition. Yeah. You know, it was, and there's a mystery. There's a mystery of love Mm -hmm. in those, in those formative moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. that, That feeling of like, that kind of like trying to find like the impulse. Hmm to channel like that like ex- like that feeling is so extreme yeah and it's like it could just like it can be dispersed yeah you know or it, you can like have the impulse to like you can find the impulse to try to make that connection yeah and then it can be like sent back at you it's like so crazy i think and, and we've talked about this like we don't both neither of us believe that like you can experience that feeling like total unrequited love. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. re- experience that feeling 
without like it have it coming be, back at you in some form right yeah unless you're like on you know yeah there there are other you know there may be other factors maybe other factors yeah. it may it may not be able to be channeled in the correct yeah manner back at you or you may not be able to channel it in the correct you may manner. not be able to accept it yeah but like yeah and like how you know it is like how powerful those like moments are where like people you know like recognize that you're you're like both like suffering from that same like <laughs> it's that like love sickness yeah yeah it's like i don't know there's no feeling like it mm-hmm. um and I, and i don't think it's wrong to like have some kind of spiritual reverence for that that process um even though it's like it's a kind of insanity probably also yeah yeah but i'm like i'm cool with i'm cool with insanity mm-hmm. i feel like sanity is sanity is overrated it's very overrated yeah and you know i'm sure there's a lot of like corny philosophy about it i know that there is but about insanity uh-huh yeah but it is just like <laughs> sanity really is just like it's us, us, it's so lame. It's just yeah. us building up, you know, the, as, our walls. as I talked, you know, our walls and our internal structures and our fortresses. Yeah. Well, you were talking on, on, on the part that we probably will not air about how one of your fears is like that you can like get that, probably not that feeling, mm-hmm. but you can get enough, uh, from yeah. like other yeah. relationships and stuff. Yeah. I'm my my sanity is like is insane. It's very it's <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize that you said that? No. I did it at the moment I said it. It's not what I wanted to say, but that's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um No, but my 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 like you know, as a, like my the the inner structures and fortress and like my my logic yeah is like very um it's to me personally to my like to 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 my eye or whatever your inner eye my yeah it's like so luxurious and like chill and Damn. like such a dope dope such system dope to vibe. it's such a dope vibe like yeah it's like a <laughs> man you should see my mind palaces <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes sense that like you know, to like have that like washed away and be like, damn, like what? I'm just like, I feel like it shows here. I feel like it shows in your ability to like buy like furniture and stuff. Yeah. My my shit is like a, my shit some days is like a neat palace. (laughs) Some days. Yeah. It's ugly. (laughs) You've got like the, like the, the like folding chair. Yeah. And then like the TV. Yeah. Like a stack of books. I I literally had to like Jordan Peterson myself yesterday. Really? Yeah. I had to like be like, you need to clean your room. Damn. Cause like I get so, I get so like, yeah, I just start to feel like pathetic inside. Yeah. When I'm, when I don't, when I can't like give myself a certain level of dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, not, that's not to say like, I, you know, I enjoy my solitude. 
um, in moments when I feel recollected. Um, but when I don't, it's like, it's terrible. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Uh, uh, still, still reading. I finally finished No Man is an Island. I actually gave it to Vivian. Nice. Um, and, uh, there's a really wonderful chapter towards the end where Thomas Merton is talking about recollection. Mm-hmm. And I always thought recollection just meant like, like remembering shit. Yeah. Which I think is a, probably a, it's pretty a common colloquial That's usage. How, yeah. Yeah. But like in philosophy or in, in his, um, theology, it has a very specific meaning of like, um, having this sort of soft singular focus that doesn't try to overcome contradictions through some kind of like dialectical reasoning Mm. or, um, you know, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. but can just sort of like resolve them through this unity of, um, resting in God basically. Mm. Um, but like it, 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 it's not, it's not logical. It's just like the state of being recollected. And he quotes this part, um, which is the part that I quoted in the essay that I wrote, um, this past December, mm-hmm. um, apart from the gospels, I forget, I think it's in Mark and Luke, um, about how the eye is the lamp of the body. And like the, I was using the new revised standard version which says that um, it's like if if the, if thine eye if your eye is healthy, then your whole your whole body will be full of light. But I guess the actual Greek is like um, it's not healthy. It's the Greek is hapless, which means single, hmm. like you, like not uncompounded, basically. Yeah. Um, there's like diplos, which means double. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like. You know, non, there's not like a hidden motive or something. So if your eye is single. Yeah. And that, that sort of like vibed with me in terms of like thinking about our whole like phantasmagoria vibe. Yeah. 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 It's like a clean, a clean witnessing of, of the images. Yeah. Not trying to like stack them up. Not trying to like, yeah. Which is interesting because, uh, you know, before before you you laid it out what it was i was like oh it's it's gonna be like recollecting like literal right and just kind of like a (laughs) right which it kind of is in a way in a way but but it's not i thought it was going to be like almost like a reorganizational but that still implicates or or implies that there's like a yeah a motivation and and i don't think it's totally passive like the idea is that it is a state in which you can go about your work Mm. in your life but like you're not getting like basically you're not getting like you're not getting like sucked into like wormholes yeah of like compounded like hidden hidden meetings and stuff like that Mm. i don't know i it's (laughs) i'm I'm just thinking about that ice bath, the vagus nerve. Yeah, maybe. the that's, vagus nerve. That's, it's treating your vagus nerve. It and really you, is. And then, and then that's what it like, feels like. Rec- you, when you recollect, you're just like, 
you have no like emotion like extreme emotional response to these events no that make up your life you're just sort of like it is Mm -hmm. yeah and like it has made me and i'm like i'm okay yeah and i'm happy and i'm doing all right i love thinking about the ice bath curing my trauma yeah me too (laughs) who knows if it's true feels like it's true yeah So what I was the, what was the vagus nerve theory you were trying to lay out to Damien? I, I something I, about shaking and animals. I, I did like look it back. Okay, so uh, uh, as a preface, this is from this is from uh, the first time I did like serious therapy. Yeah, I did about two years of of therapy with this guy, and he did like EMDR. Yeah, um, electromagnetic. <laughs> what is it again? Uh, it's like. Flashing something meridian right re- something response emd i don't know when i talked about it on the podcast before i accidentally called it mndr <laughs> which is do you know what that is no it's like a terrible like electro clash artist that went to McAllister. No. <laughs> it was actually pronounced mandar oh and her no. name was amanda oh. yeah that's sorry interruption um but he explained something, some kind of anecdote about how, um, so when you do EMDR, well, let's, you know, give a little preface because it does, I will say it does work for specific traumatic events. No one knows why it works, but it does seem to work. Yeah. Uh, but, and it's very simple. You can probably do it at home. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> you can do it at home. You can a, almost certainly. With a light bright and a. <laughs> Well, you don't even need that anymore. They use click like paddles that you hold in your hands, and oh. they like vibrate back and forth. It basically, it sounds like it's basically dog training. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, like clicker training. Cer- almost yeah. certainly, it's clicker training. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, when you do that, it like you're it, it. It's basically like they'll have you think about a traumatic event. Yeah, you know, while you're doing that, and it's just kind of like, you know, was it uh, most people are like stuck in their like left brain or whatever. Yeah, they they make the path, the, the paths of like, your brain cross with each other, or something. right? Right. They that's cross kinda, the streams. That's kind of what. It, it, yeah. You know. Uh, so then you have like you can like envision this world in which like yeah this thing happens to you and you you know now you're an adult so you're you integrated. Witness it. You yeah. Um, but he said once that uh, basically like crying mm-hmm. that I can add that on. So I was talking to my friend Damien Doug. Cause, cause we got him in the ice bath for the first time. Yeah. And I said, that he told me that, that animals, when they experience something that we would perceive as traumatic, what that is for an animal is like a bit different. I think, you know, like being like, like chased, getting, getting like almost killed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll like, they'll like shake, you know, like crazy, yeah. you know? And, uh, basically when we have like low grade, traumatic experiences if we're like dissociating or like something you know something to that degree yeah we're not we're not uh uh, you know expressing it yeah our our hurt or whatever then we just like kind of put it in our body we don't like have that response the body keeps the score it literally is body keeps the score (laughs) yeah like it probably he probably read it in there yeah um but and my shit is sure is keeping score (laughs) certainly (laughs) certainly uh my my ass is keeping score but i was i was explaining that i was saying that's probably why when i when i go into the ice bath that is like 40 degrees yeah 
uh, why I get out and I, I'm shaking. That's why I was saying that. I was like, man, maybe it's releasing the traumas because I got oh, that Vegas nerve activated. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. <laughs> okay, yeah, that does make more sense than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I I had no idea. I thought, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so your traumas are releasing and you're shaking. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. let them out. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, that's why I was. Saying. Yeah. Because I was like laying and I was laying in the bath as the sun was setting. Yeah. And I was just I was sitting in there looking at. You know, the sky being very blue and the tree, the nice thermometer. It makes you, back and it forth makes you feel wind. like stupid in like a really nice way. Yeah. No, in yeah. literally like, you know, you're like baby mode. You're just like looking at things. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh. Like, huh. <laughs> yeah. But I had like this, I had this feeling like well up. I got like really relaxed. Yeah. None of my muscles were tense. Then this feeling welled up and I just started like shaking. That's what it was. Um, but I think it's also because I'm cold. I, it's probably because you're cold. <laughs> um, I went to, <laughs> I went to, I did EMDR when I was in treatment, um, addiction treatment, and they had this like rock star, like trauma guy there who was like a guy who had like treated a bunch of veterans and stuff. And they like made a big deal of it because they were like, we, we also treat trauma here. So <laughs> it's like, if you got trauma, it's like, you gotta go to Hazelden. Someone told my parents that when I was like in the hospital, like I'd like, I'd like fallen out on like fentanyl. <laughs> I was like in the hospital with my parents and the, the nurse was like, Oh, if he, ha- if he has, if he has trauma, you you gotta go to Hazelden. <laughs> you know, we're gonna go to the hospital with trauma or not. <laughs> I'm gonna bet trauma. <laughs> yeah so a bit of bad drama yeah it's not that funny actually i it's 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 funny but like it's not funny for my parents so much love and respect to my parents but um but i did go see that guy at hazelden it's like i saw him like twice you know Mm -hmm. like he's gonna cure me of my trauma but he did do emdr with me and i remember he was talking to me about his the people he treats and he's like yeah, you know, a lot of the guys that, um, you know, you might be surprised to find have the most, the most PTSD are uh, male porn stars. Wow. Yeah. I believe that. I definitely believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I have. Adam 22. <laughs> Adam 22. That book, Testo Junkie, Paul Precchiato. Uh, I am familiar, but have not read. It's pretty crazy. But he says that, like, in order for gender to be, like, invented, we had to discover, like, like hormones. Mm. Like, we had to discover, like, testosterone and estrogen. Yeah. And then, like, and then we just, and then we, like, created, like, Viagra and, like, pornography. Mm. And that there's this whole sort of, like, synthetic, you know, culture of sex that, like, didn't, completely didn't exist before. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something to that. Definitely. But he's like super like he fucks with it. <laughs> he's like, this is dope. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. That we've like fallen down a rabbit hole. He's just, like trying he's, to like heighten. Yeah. He's very posthumous. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, like what it, it's like heightening just like 
it's like yeah. it's like peak orgasm it's is hedonism like, essentially yeah is that like what they're searching for yeah it's like organism it's orgasm but like it's you know i mean the whole thing about porn is that like it's visual mm-hmm. it's visual and it's like mimetic situational yeah like the the eroticism of porn is like based on it's based on like you know like power dynamics like like representative types mm-hmm. um which all exist in in you know the real world as well but it gets hypostasized to such a degree that it's like it kind of like overpowers just like i, rem- I remember i had this girlfriend <laughs> uh and she was very like new agey and she used to say like about sexuality she used to be like we have so much to unlearn Mm. and i always think about that still and i think what she meant was like like body like being with another person's body and and their spirit is like not it's like not predominated by images fundamentally like at all no you know and if it is it's like very it's like that's like so surface level just like yeah seeing somebody and I feel like whenever I, I try to make that argument to people sometimes about porn, cause that's where I feel like my issues with it come up. And a lot of times they misunderstand me mm-hmm. as like that. I'm like shaming it or like making some moral argument. It's, but it's not that it's like, I see it as like a reality thing. Yeah. Like an irreality thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, well, I think it's because like, people like don't realize that they're like present when they're watching porn. Yeah. No, you literally like go out of your body. No, exactly. Yeah. But like, you're still like very much present. Like it's like <laughs> building, you know, your reality. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing, you're conjuring something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just gooning, <laughs> just, just gooning. <laughs> Cooning as a as a reality is like that is uh, that is kind of like uh, it's it's sort of apophatic in a way. Could you define that for me? Apophantic is is a a kind of theological or mystical reasoning where it's not based. Cataphatic is based on positive imagery. Mm. So you would say you would like imagine the attributes of God. Apophatic is is negation. So it's Mm. just like it's not this. It's not this yeah um yeah so so like (laughs) so gooning (laughs) it's not obviously it's not actually apophatic because it's um you know there's you're looking at porn but like i mean to not like emptying well to to not assume that everyone who is listening understands what gooning is yeah it is the act of of uh going beyond edging which is is deny orgasm denial yeah for like pleasure purposes right yeah yeah you know kind of like a build up you know that's involved in a lot of like like yogic like or like spiritual sexual practice kundalini right and uh but gooning is just like a full-on like You'll do that just for like hours yeah. until you experience like like a dissolution of your ego or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Which doesn't seem real. Yeah. No. But it just sounds like people who have porn addiction. Completely addicted to porn. <laughs> yeah. Like on like a heroin scale. Yeah. 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 Like 
So they'll do yeah. it for like 10 hours for, for clarity. They'll do yeah. it for just the entire day. When you guys told me that you were joking about that, that was like what I said to you. I was like, that's not funny. It's like, those are like heroin addicts, bro. It is funny though. The more we talked, we were like joking about it on our trip. Yeah. It is, it is funny. It is kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like it is, I mean, at the same time, it's pretty dark. Did you see that thing that Tao Lin posted when he, he like posted a recommendation for a book about like dopamine loops? Which, like, I hate when people get talk about, like, dopamine. Like, it's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's real. But, like... Yeah. These are chemicals in our body. Yeah. But they also, like... There's, like, more to it. There's there's so much more to it. Yeah. And also, like, like, literally every, like, five years, the literature is just like, oh, this is, like, where it is now. This is where exactly. it is. It's like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They literally have, like no idea like how things are anything. <laughs> i love how much they research the brain and they just can't like they like it like doesn't help it's <laughs> no idea so dope. and now well now they've like they've changed it because serotonin is so important to them they're like the gut yeah like, oh my god it's the gut if yeah like kind of fringy science but like but, i don't know but talon posted a recommendation to that book and then he was just like it includes an account of a man who created a homemade masturbation machine machine that allowed him to edge for 22 hours straight <laughs> oh that man would be interesting to read i guess i just like yeah i don't think so i, <laughs> I don't like those kind of pop science books no 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 that account oh yeah that, that account ac- yes, yeah that account yeah i just his new book's gonna suck bro self-heal yeah i don't know i don't want to say that i I don't want to make it probably will i know i i don't want to say it because i i think we should try to interview oh true yeah Yeah. block that out yeah block that last bit out yeah but i know i know what you mean but yeah i don't know i jury's out okay jury i won't say jury's out on porn i think (laughs) i think i yeah i try as hard as possible to not become a reactionary and i and i have compassion for i mean i watch porn like sometimes compulsively like i have compassion for like the way that anyone relates to it yeah um but but i think you know i think you're a little i think it's a little crazy to say like you know there is no like effect there's like no effect (laughs) yeah yeah it's like you gotta be kidding me yeah i feel like I I really would like to uh, investigate or like, you know, talk to somebody who is like much more like both, yeah, cool with porn, yeah, and is much more like spiritually adept, yeah, or like has an understanding of it. Connor Habib talks about it, um, yeah, a and bit. He, he used to be a porn star, right? Uh-huh. So does he like still? Is he sex positive? He is. Yeah. Yeah, but he's very much like the reason that I brought up like you're like people don't realize that they're like present when they're watching porn. Yeah. Because like his whole thing is like you, if you're gonna be like doing that, like the whole point is to be like extremely present with it. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I know. Neither do I'm, I. I use it like heroin. <laughs> like I'm trying to like I literally that's what it is. No, me. exactly. Like I. Yeah. That's why I mean I want to like talk. I like because I don't. I don't get that. Yeah. No, I would like to talk to, we should talk to someone like that. I would love to. I, that's my whole thing with sex is like, I, I want it, I want to be able to talk about it more. 
Yeah. Like just in general. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very, you know, you know, we're both like, we're both <laughs> 30 year old men who have, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction. Grown up in the Midwest <laughs> with those, with those powerful yes. Midwest libidos. Yes. And, uh, yes. But we, those, Very those, clearly, those infinite expanses of <laughs> cornfields, just kind of like you know, Kundalini just we're just, just collecting, we're collecting it. No yeah. hills to block. Yeah. <laughs> but, what, what were you gonna say? But I mean, like you know, yeah. Very, very clearly, you and I have have very. Uh, I don't want to say like warped, but like maybe perverted, perverted. <laughs> Yeah, perverted. I honestly. What are you trying to say? It is kind of like that. But yeah. it's like, it's like, well, it's just like, uh, we have very, uh, Speak stunted, for yourself. We have our, okay. I have a very stunted, <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, we have a very, uh, I have a very stunted, uh, sense of like being able to like talk about it or like express like sexuality. Yeah. You know, in a way that's not like. <laughs> no, me too. Me insane. too. Fully. Yeah. No, I feel like it's, I don't know. I mean, I think that's pretty, it's pretty common, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I would say that like, I don't know, a lot of people that I know are, that are sex positive and this isn't a criticism of them, but like, I, I see like a similar amount of repression in like people who are sex positive too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, just a way of like mastering the, the language and like, like social the, landscape. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think about this a lot. I, not a lot, but I, one of the, like, one of the most, like, uh, the first, the first, like, closest moment that I felt with you. Yeah. Is when you made a joke, but you, like, I was, like, saying something about, like, my sexuality, and you were like, yeah, you're a pervert. <laughs> like, very offhandedly. I'm like, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> Like, yeah but it was like a non-judgmental yeah yeah i really i really appreciated that yeah i mean like, <laughs> yeah it's like we can't like not be yeah but of like course recognize like a recognition of that yeah you know because there's nothing and you don't have like, to we don't have to celebrate it or make it into some kind of you know no it's just like yeah <laughs> it's the, <laughs> i'm a pervert yeah yeah but the <laughs> but the uh but the like repression of that is yeah. like where you start becoming like, <laughs> yeah, that's where you get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe or, or not <laughs> possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. This is a dope Valentine's day episode. Yeah. This is cool. Yo, but if you want to date me, if you heard let, all of this, let me know. And <laughs> that's all I'll say. I respect that. Just let me know. I don't know where I'm at on that. Yeah. But well, I'm not saying that I will date you if you let me know, but I'm just saying. No, I just, yeah. If you want, you know, it just, um, <laughs> you know, pull up on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to be somebody's Mr. Bean. <laughs> Um, I feel like, what, what time are we at? 
57. I think we're good. I think this is good. We could even, <laughs> but we need, we need to cue in some parts from other yeah. things, but we certainly at least have an hour. Yeah. I think this is good. Yeah. I feel good about this. Um, quick plug, February 24th, we're having our second party. Yeah. We're very excited about it. It's called Pluroma. Yeah. With the plur, like the, like the rave thing. Yeah. Peace, love, unity, and respect. Yeah. And the pleroma is, of course, the Gnostic or Neoplatonic or even Christian concept of uh, divine fullness. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 uh, in Gnosticism, the ideal realm from which we um, to which we ascend from the kinoma, <laughs> the uh, realm of the demiurge. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we're we're gonna be DJing, playing some baseline. Baseline. We got. Um, DJ Comstain doing a special and rare speed garage and, and baseline set. Yeah. DJ Fishman opening things up. Um, don't know what he has in store. It's going to be fun. He told me he has a, he has a house morphing into a, a garage set. Perfect. It's perfect. That sounds perfect. And then closing it out with some dirty Midwest techno, we have Mina Mills. Yeah. In, in one of their final shows in Minneapolis. So it's going to be a I think, lovely I think, time. I think, I think the final show in yeah. Minneapolis. So. Uh, February 24th DM us for the address we'd love to have you Um, fly out if you're based in New York you know yeah we um, are not based in New York City or Nebraska or Nebraska yeah yeah got that question so that's coming up and look look forward to more interviews soon too we're going to be doing more episodes with friends and and uh, collaborators yeah yeah Wonderful. Love you all. Excellent. Much love. Have a, have a great um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, and, you know, just that field is fallow, baby. Yeah. So true. Let it lay fallow. Ya estoy descansando, descansando, recordando todo lo bueno de la vida que fui gozando. Voy a abrazar a mi padre cuando sople el viento, voy a besar a mi madre cuando llueva recio, no olvidaré a mis pequeñas mi mayor tesoro. Carnal, cuídala, sé lo que pide este morro. El fuerturo, por seguro, les prometo que estaré en cualquier segundo. Desde el cielo, yo los veo. La clica que no me extrañe, pues acá nos vemos.